For those of you who just tuned in, uh, I was having a connection issue again, this freaking thing. But uh, we're good. We're back to uh, where we need to be. Today we're going to talk about the mere inquiry and the constitutional justification that allows you to just talk to somebody. And this is the guy who just wrote into me a couple days ago about the train interdiction, some more clues about it. I'll be honest with you, I did very little bit of train interdiction. I did some of it. And uh, really, I used this law to do that. You can use this at any time, at any place, without any kind of reasonable suspicion or any kind of justification as a police officer, basically, you're allowed to talk to people. So I'm going to read you just some things from my notes here. To the mere inquiry, uh, a mere inquiry needs no constitutional justification. A law enforcement officer needs no constitutional justification to approach an individual on the street or in another public place and ask if the individual is willing to answer some questions and ask the individual questions if he's willing to listen. All right, State versus Davis. 1986, and see Florida versus Royer, which is the United States Supreme Court case out of 1983. It's R-O-Y-E-R. -E and I'm going to Google that, put that up here, and you guys can click on that and read through that as well. So a person approaching a mere inquiry has the right not to answer questions put to him. He may decline to listen to the questions at all and may go on his way. The person may not be detained even momentarily without reasonable objective grounds for doing so. And his refusal to listen to answers uh, or answer does not, without more, furnish those grounds. Okay, so literally what they're saying is you could be on a train platform. You can walk up to people and say, hey, I'm, uh, how you doing? I'm, I'm uniformed or I'm not uniformed. You can identify yourself. I'm going to talk about that in a second. You could say, hey, uh, I'm Officer So-and-so at this police department. Uh, you know, can I talk to you for a second? Would you mind stepping over here? Let me just talk to you for a second. And most people are going to are going to engage and say, "Yeah, that's no problem." Especially somebody who's engaged in criminal activity, they're not going to try to just dip out on you. But one trick I will tell you: this is a great, great tool. Is when you're going to approach somebody before you even start with them, reach your hand out and go in for that handshake. I always told people: if you want to get somebody to stay with you and feel compelled to speak with you constantly and not leave you, give them a handshake and. Bro, people like feel like once you shake their hand and you get that, that handshake locked in, they will not disengage from you. You're not making them stay. It's just a handshake. Uh, also, what you know is when you show up somewhere and you're on a train platform or maybe you're in a public place, the first person who grabs their cell phone, picks it up, and starts talking on it, they're probably pretending or starts making a phone call or start going on. As soon as they see you, like there you are, and then they go right to their phone, into their pocket, take it out, and they start trying to uh, – you know, if you engage in a conversation or a text conversation, that is somebody who's trying to, you know, really get their mind off the fact that you are there. So I would focus on those people. Also, the first person that starts walking away when you show up is probably somebody who is wanted or up to no good. I always tell people that in my classes, when you pull up somewhere, you show up to a fight and people are just trying to leave and walk away, focus on who's trying to leave and try to stop that person from leaving. Now, I'm not telling you to illegally try to stop those people. You know, if you're in the circumstance and you have to hold them there for whatever, maybe they're a witness or you have reasonable suspicion, that's fine. But just know what the legalities are. You may want to just engage with that person. So when I say stop them, I don't mean physically grab them. I'm talking about, hey, man, can I talk to you for a second real fast? You know, again, you have to know that if somebody doesn't want to engage with you and you have no reasonable suspicion, you have to let them walk up on their way. But you can ask. You can ask them. You can even ask them for ID. I'm going to go a little bit more into this. Let me just read through this a little bit. All right. Um, let me flip my page here. So let's talk about hunches. A proper mere, mere field inquiry may be based on a hunch. State versus Maryland, 2001. Courts do not prohibit a law enforcement officer from having hunches. Experienced police officers can develop a feel or a sixth sense for situations where something seems it may be amiss 
or is not quite right. Here's the critical points to keep in mind. A hunch is never enough to justify a Fourth Amendment intrusion, such as a stop and frisk or an arrest. And even when you're not intruding on Fourth Amendment liberty or privacy rights, you should not rely on the hunch in taking any action unless you make certain that your suspicion is not based on a person's race or ethnicity. We know that. Nobody is is doing that these days. I can't imagine and again, an officer's action of identifying himself as a police officer without more does not convert an encounter into a seizure. See United States versus Drayton, 2002. The action of a plainclothes officer showing a person his or her badge does not convert a mere inquiry into a seizure. Now, when I was undercover, I knew this stuff, and I was in plainclothes. I would walk up to people, hold my, you know, like the gun on, like my badge, and I go, hey, Officer Benino, uh, with, you know, with Wilbur's police, can I talk to you for a second? Hit him with a handshake. Oh, yeah, what's up, man? You know, before you know it, we're getting identification. Hey, David, can, can, can I take a look at your ID? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, you can take a look at my ID. And we're checking their ID. You're allowed to. We're not keeping them there. You know, if they wanted to take that ID and, and terminate it, we would let them do that. But you're allowed to check an ID. Where does it say in New Jersey you can check an ID without reasonable suspicion? State versus Sirianni, okay? This is the same thing on motor vehicle stops. We're asking passengers in cars for their identification that you can't compel it. Maybe they don't have a Title 39 or a motor vehicle violation, but you're allowed to ask for identification. You can run them, too. You can read State versus Sloan, where you can run them. So compelling the production of identification requires a reasonable articulable suspicion of criminal activity. So if you do have marijuana in the car, that smell, and you have a reasonable articulable suspicion of criminal activity or something's going on, at that point, you can compel people to give you your identification. I had that question recently, and the guy asked me, hey, uh, if the car smells like weed, does everybody have to give us their ID? And the answer is, from what I'm reading here, it seems that way. I'm going to read Craig's thing that he just wrote in. So many warrant arrests just asking pastor for ID with no violation. Before they get a chance to say why, I thank them for their cooperation. 100% of the time, they continue to produce it rather than pause. And he wrote more. I can't read the whole thing because i got to press the button. I don't want to screw this up. But um, So this is where it says it. You're allowed to uh, pose questions in a conversational manner. No demand should be made. Orders issued or harassing or overbearing language is used. Uh, what about merely asking a person for identification? In this case, uh, you can. According to the court, a police officer's request for identification in and of itself does not transform a mere field inquiry into a Terry stop. Wow. That's a big That's a big one, guys. I know that we don't think about stuff outside of the motor vehicle quite often, but, um, yeah. Uh, Brian, I, have, I just read the idling statute. I have to read it more. I know you're, you're, you're chiming in here. i got to read that more. I, I kind of got a gist of it. I did not enforce it, so I don't know about it. Guys know that when I do these videos, anything that I don't know about, I will not discuss. If you see something that you think is kind of strange, and maybe I'm wrong on something, which I certainly believe that I can be wrong on something, uh, doesn't happen very often because I have my facts from all the law books that I read, and I interpret it correctly, and I've been doing it for 14 years, and I've never had a problem with any of this stuff, uh, please let me know. Send me a message or, or reach out and just say, hey, look, I know that you said that. I've heard differently, and we'll address it and discuss it like adults. All right, so... Uh, that's that's pretty much it. You can that's a, that's a really good stuff for you guys to go out there and use. Know that maybe you're working a carnival. You see a guy who may be acting kind of strange. You can walk up to him. Remember that that handshake engagement. You can ask him, "Hey, man, do you have ID on you?" And you can actually build reasonable suspicion as you're talking to somebody. You may be able to pose some questions, some simple questions like, "Hey, where are you coming from? Where are you going to today? What's your you know who are you here with?" Maybe you're at like a uh, a kids. He had a guy one time who was playing this game. We saw him at a uh, like a like a Pop Warner cheerleading competition and. We ended up building reasonable suspicion that the guy was here because he was he was a pervert, you know. And we were able, we were able to do a field inquiry and a, a report on him and get him, you know, uh, figured out who he was and all that stuff. Uh, so you can build, you can start with a mere field inquiry and climb that ladder of building reasonable suspicion. You guys have to know that too. 
you may stop somebody or see somebody they sm- for the guys in New Jersey, for the people out of state who don't know, you can maybe smell marijuana on the guy and then you can arrest him. I mean, it's just that simple. It's a wonderful thing. Um, so with that being said, I think that's what we're going to cover. That's hopefully that helps the guys out for the train interdiction. Uh, I will Google this stuff, attach it to this. You can read these cases. I don't make it up. They're out of legitimate law books. Uh, if you have a difference of opinion, that's wonderful. Everybody has an opinion. The opinion that I go by is the United States Supreme Court, New Jersey Supreme Court. So you can take it up with them if you have an issue with any of this stuff. Uh, have a great night. If you want to hear more stuff or you have something particular you want to you want me to address, send me a message. If I didn't get to it, please remind me. I'm freaking busy as hell, but I'm trying to get to everybody. I'm trying to go through the, back through the messages, and it's I, I'm not trying to be rude. I just I I just busy and I I slip up. And I lose track of where it was. And guys, feel free to invite your friends into the group if they you feel like they can learn from this. We're going to try to grow this group to be quite large. And always check out streetcoptraining.com for our next upcoming courses. So we got a lot of guys, actually. Um, and also, the guys are coming from Monmouth County for the next class, uh, Monday and Tuesday coming up. There's a strict dress code. Please dress appropriately. And uh, we are just about booked out in that class. We can take, like, two more guys, and that's it. Have a good night.